0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony Katz today
1: unemployment is so low we have been warding off a recession inflation is easing it's still expensive at the grocery store it still can be expensive at times for fuel it's kind of fluctuating but the, the idea out there is that things are bad. How do you combat that idea when everything does seem to be going in the right direction yet people still don't feel like it's going in the right direction? Is it about the economics of the world or is it just that there's so much negativity out there in general that it kind of seeps into everything?
0: What if it's the fact that things aren't going as well as Katie Turr over at MSNBC wants to tell her audience uh, that they're going. What if the reality is is that people are aware of the reality around them. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Of course we had those producer price index numbers. Those whole sale prices come out today. They're up 0.3%. Inflation in general is up to 3.2%. Who believes it's actually that low? Charles Payne joins us right now. You know him from Fox News, his show on Fox Business. And, of course, you can get his book, Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com. Uncover Charles Payne's time-tested winning strategies for today's stock market. You never take investment advice from me. You can take investment advice uh, from Charles. <laughs> That's on you. Uh, you. You just got back uh, from Vegas there. You were there at, at, the, at the money show. and And these two numbers come out, CPI and the PPI. I want to start with that CPI number, that 3.2% higher than expected.
1: Who actually believes it's that low? Do you? no one does no one does um you know and then like there are things in there that's kind of odd like airlines uh, fee fares down eight percent has anyone been on a plane lately has anyone seen airline fees going down No. Uh, you know it's just and then of course uh uh you start to talk about some of these other things like food prices are you kidding me and here's the real deal just even let's just say the cpi you took it at face value over the last three years um, shelters up seventeen percent. Food at home up twenty percent. A new car is up twenty two percent. Electricity is up twenty four percent. rent's up twenty four percent. Transportation is up twenty seven percent. Gas utilities up thirty four percent. Home prices are up, but you know, again, if you if you didn't get in at two percent, forget it. You'll never get one. Used car prices up forty two percent. Fuel oil up fifty nine percent. And so these are the numbers, really, like this month-to-month stuff and massaging in and X-Factor and takeout shelter, the things that they want to do. Uh, you know. And I can see how uh, you know someone in the general media who particularly would be fond of the Biden administration would get it all wrong, because yesterday, Goldman Sachs put out a headline, core CPI, soft for second straight month. Listen, my grammar isn't great, but I, do, I am it's pretty specific when it comes to words. Maybe soft-er, but it's not soft. Nothing about it was soft. Right.
0: It, it is It is this, this constant manipulation of the numbers. And that's one of the things I wanted to go over with you. If you, we take a look at all items, unadjusted 12 months ending July 2023, it's 3.2%. But if you engage all items less food and energy, because they say that those things are volatile, right. it's 4.7%, uh, percent, right? So that's the core CPI. Do I pay attention to the overall? Do I pay attention to the core? Which number do you think matters more to Midwest Main Street?
1: Uh, the overall number, but it all matters, right? I mean, the, the whole thing matters, but the overall number, because people out there are actually eating. <laughs> so uh, if the price of food is skyrocketing, it means something. Uh, you know, the Federal Reserve can say, ah, those numbers are so volatile. We just we just ignore them. Oh, oh okay. Um, but that's real life. You know, they start talking about their policies, and they're, they're concerned about the so-called wealth effect and those kind of things. Well, guess what? When people are spending their whole check just to pay rent and eat, there is no wealth effect
0: talking to Charles Payne of Fox uh, Business. Uh, catch him every Monday through Friday at Fox Business. And, of course, the book Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com. This then goes into the wholesale Prices Uh, that wholesale pricing is up 0.3 percent. That is the cost of manufacturing. What it is that's actually being created. Uh, We often speak to Dr. Matt Will. He's an economist out of the University of Indianapolis, and he constantly reminds that take a look. what's happening in those warehouses what's happening with how people are stocking up for the holidays with these inventories and you realize that the manufacturing is down the wholesale prices are up so they're actually creating less and what they create costs more this is the indicator of the sluggishness of the problems to come you agree with that
1: I agree a thousand percent. This also, uh, you know, takes away this notion of so-called greedflation. You know, again, you know, the media and these certain uh, certain uh, economists trying to circle the wagons over the fact that all that free money, modern monetary theory, uh, $6.7 trillion, uh, of uh, most of it we did not need post-pandemic. Uh, you know, uh, it hasn't worked, has failed miserably because we're still grappling with this inflation, which is one of the most insidious things that can happen to an economy. Uh, and so, you know, producers are t- having to bite the bullet right now. They're obviously having trouble passing these numbers on. And even within that number, you still have uh, two, two items, right? You have goods. Uh, which, is, which was it's not, you know, the inflation on goods have come down a lot because we bought all the refrigerators and the cars and the houses, but services, that number was huge. And again, that's what we have to look at. So, you know, it's, it's still, uh, the, the inflationary pressures have not gone away at all. And to your point, this suggests that they won't go away for a long time.
0: The other one, just really quickly, uh, is is when you hear, like like you heard it in that intro, people talk, inflation is, not inflation, uh, unemployment is, is so low. Where are we on labor force participation? Uh, and are we seeing with these layoffs that have been coming, especially from the big tech world, uh, are we expecting to see more of that? Is that what you're hearing from the business community?
1: We're going to see more layoffs, uh, but here's what's really happening. Here's the dirty secret about the jobs market. That last job report, uh, there's two surveys. There's an establishment survey and a household survey, and for some reason, they pick and choose which one of those makes the headlines. Uh, the household survey showed a dramatic decline. I think I want to say four or five hundred thousand less people working full time, and almost a million people working part time. Hours have gone down considerably. And so, yeah, employers are loathe to let people off right now because training folks, particularly in this world where it's no longer about e, uh, IQ, it's EQ, right? The emotions, you know, you can't criticize anyone. They, they leave the job. They don't want to work on Mondays. They want to work wink-wink from home on Fridays. They're like, if I've got a good employee, I'll do what I can to keep them. But those employees, their, actu- their actual paycheck is going down because even if you give them a few more bucks, if you take a couple of hours from them, or you make them part-time instead of full-time. So there's some real degradation going on within the labor market that is not being talked about at all.
0: And we, everybody now agrees, because you've even seen the, the White House push this. You've already seen uh, large-scale businesses push this. Everybody's got to get back to the office. This remote working led to a horrific amount of, of production, a total lack of production, and no one could survive like this.
1: When Zoom says you got to stop with the Zoom calls and-, <laughs> and come back to work, I mean, Zoom told its workers to come back. That says it all
0: right there. Talking to Charles Payne of Fox Business. Catch him every Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Making money with a Charles Payne. And get the book Unstoppable Prosperity at unstoppableprosperity.com. Uh, Going back uh, to some of the things that we're seeing in, in this uh, uh, economy is this, as we've described it here, this fight between the Biden administration and really a progressive ideology and Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve. And this is where we get into this interest rate conversation. You talk about housing. I had discussed earlier this week that I almost bought a house last weekend, but stared at that 7% interest rate on a mortgage and... and my wife and I said, we live easy now. There's no need to make it tougher, and there's no guarantee that in three to five years, the interest rates are going to come down to a place that you would refinance, and it was worth it to take the risk uh, at, at uh, the the moment. Who's winning this fight, really, between Jerome Powell and Joe Biden, if you would categorize it uh, like that? And what what are the banks that you're talking to? What are the the, the smart guys thinking about where interest rates are going to go?
1: Well, there's a big debate about that. Um, there's a huge argument on, on actually who is winning. You've got a lot of people on the street saying recession is right around the corner. You've got a lot of people on the street saying inflation, another spike in inflation is right around the corner. Um, you know, and what what has thrown us off again, we, Tony, we've never dealt with this. We've never, ever, even adjusted for inflation, uh, you, just the amount of money that was artificially poured into this economy, um, it, it just blew everyone's model out of the out of the water. You cannot... Uh, effectively understand how it skewed everything uh, and then on top of the money th- thrown in it when people didn't have to pay mortgages what did they spend that money on when people didn't have to do student loans I mean you know we're going to find out as these student loans people folks have to pay these student loans back uh, and, and credit card interest rates are now 21% and auto loan interest rates are at a 17 year highs. So we're going to start to really find some things out here so there's some money still slossing around but not, not as much as there was uh, I, I, so you can argue who's winning between Powell and Biden, but I could tell you who the loser is. The loser are your listeners right now. They're losing big time, big time, uh, because they've dealt with 40-year inflation. Many of them never had to even deal with this. A lot of folks have never, never saw this in their lifetime, unless they lived in a, you know, and and as an adult, you would have to be in your 60s, late 50s, 60s to say this actually dealt with this as an adult. Uh so this is a first time for so many Americans, and the the double-ed the double next punch is a recession. So imagine, inflation eats up everything, your savings, uh, your your it just erodes everything, and then after that, you deal with a recession that may take your job. It's a hell of a one-two punch.
0: Yeah, the the recession talk. We talk about what's going on in Europe, and they are in recession. Two negative quarters of GDP. You saw that China's exports were down, and and while I I. I'm in favor of anything that hurts China economically. Their exports down is because people can't afford to buy the goods uh, around the globe. Um, But I'm not wrong in thinking this global recession will come for us. We don't we're not strong enough to be able to be immune from it.
1: No, no, we're not. Uh, you know, we're, we've got a, a global economy, and, you know, this is one of the reasons people argue, like, you know, maybe we should spend a little bit more time beefing up, um, you know, beefing up the uh, the domestic economy. Uh, it, it's going to come for us. There's no doubt about it. Now the question is, is will deflation come for us, which is even a scarier pros- uh, prospect, you know, when you go into some sort of economic death spiral or, you know, I don't, I don't want to go shopping today for an apple at a dollar if I think it's going to be 95 cents tomorrow. And I won't go tomorrow if I think it's going to be 93 cents next Monday.
0: Charles Payne, uh, the book Unstoppable Prosperity, unstoppableprosperity.com. You can also uh, take a look at some of his live sessions that he does. Also catch him on Fox Business every Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Charles, I always appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.
2: Mr. Weiss was sworn in as the United States Attorney for the District of Delaware. Mr. Weiss had been a career prosecutor, having served previously in the office for more than a decade. Beginning in 2019, Mr. Weiss, in his capacity as U.S. Attorney and along with federal law enforcement partners, began investigating allegations of certain criminal conduct by, among others, Robert Hunter Biden. That investigation has been recently referenced in federal criminal proceedings in the District of Delaware, and as noted in those proceedings and other public statements by Mr. Weiss's office, that investigation remains ongoing. In February 2021, U.S. Attorney Weiss was asked to remain as U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware and, in that capacity,
0: to continue to lead the investigation. So why wasn't he just given the power then to be able to, well, actually investigate? What, what is the point of making David Weiss as a special counsel? Why wasn't he just uh, allowed to do his job? As a matter of fact, that's the question the reporters asked at the end of U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland's press conference.
2: In an even-handed and urgent right. manner. And in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Thank you.
1: If U.S. Attorney Weiss had the authorities he needed, need to be the a publication special counsel? Of the report. Do you still have faith in U.S. Attorney Weiss after the deal fell apart?
0: I mean, those are the the right questions. Why? Why now? Why this? And is the answer, well, we got to have a special counsel now, so therefore an investigation can be happening into Hunter Biden. And if an investigation is happening, well, then anything that Congress might do regarding a January 6th, uh, not January 6th, but an impeachment inquiry, well, uh, there's already an investigation. You can't, you can't be interrupting that. Tell me this doesn't smack of an end around. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, this all broke today. And it broke earlier, and I was going through it, and I'm like... I do not know what to make of this story that Merrick Garland announced that David Weiss is going to be given special counsel status. David Weiss was the guy in Delaware who wasn't allowed to bring charges because things had happened with Hunter Biden in other states and he wasn't given the authority to do so. And then we had heard that Merrick Garland was like, I, I, he has the authority to do so. Of course he does. Didn't he testify about that in front of Congress? So if he had the authority to do so, why give him the special counsel status that gives him the authority to do so? It seems, if we are going to take a first take at this, it's only a couple hours old, that this maneuver is so if investigation is taking place by the DOJ, well, then how could Congress possibly interfere with that? Everybody they call, right? Everybody they call in front of an impeachment committee or inquiry panel. I'm sorry, that's an ongoing investigation. I can't comment. Ongoing investigation, I can't comment. Ongoing investigation, I can't comment. Oh, you can picture it. The minute you hear it, you're like, oh my gosh. that I'll buy into that. I'll buy that for a dollar. That's how duplicitous and low class and horrific and absolutely banana republic these people are. This is very... Very, very odd. He didn't appoint any special counsel. You see, you'll see these headlines. Attorney General Garland appoints Hunter Biden investigator uh, David Weiss special counsel. But if you don't know who David Weiss is, you think that, oh, wow, he appointed a special counsel. It doesn't matter. It means nothing. If you're not actually going to investigate, if you're not going to follow the money, if you're not going to talk about what's happening with these bank statements, and these millions of dollars? And then, of course, one of the key questions, as we've discussed, the Hunter Biden story is the biggest story in America. The the bribery, the scandal, the fact that his father was there for the phone calls. Oh, I never talked to overseas business dealings with my sons. You, with my son, you were on the call. You were at the dinners. No one believes you. No one believes you At all. But one of the key questions regarding Hunter Biden and all of this, a question that I I, I will admit I was not the first person to ask this question, but it is the question. What in the world has Hunter Biden provide to get all this money? What does Hunter Biden provide? What possibly does Hunter Biden provide? create what value does he bring outside of access that makes him worth all this money? A shell company associated with Devin Archer, his business partner, receives three and a half million dollars from a Russian billionaire, Yelena Batarina. How about the fact that a Kazakh oligarch, Kenes rakashev provides 142 thousand three hundred dollars so Hunter Biden can get a sports car. And then soon afterwards, Joe Biden joins Rakashev and Hunter for a dinner meeting in D.C. What about the $20 million in payments? No one can answer the question, what does Hunter Biden provide? But you know the answer. You know the answer as sure as I'm sitting here and you're sitting here. We know the answer to that question. And the only answer is access to Joe. That's the family business. That's what Hunter Biden was selling. And you can't get anybody black, white, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, bi, man, woman, uh, uh, Jewish, Christian, Muslim. You can't get anyone to believe for a second that Joe Biden didn't know what was going on. Unless, of course, you want to believe that Joe Biden is so senile that Hunter Biden was bringing his father in, taking full advantage of him. Well, then how could you have a guy that senile and that inept being president of the United States? Oh, the left does not want to answer that question at all. But these are the options. David Weiss getting special counsel status does not at the first look like a good move for letting America understand what Hunter Biden and Joe, and the Biden crime family were up to. I'm Tony Katz. The number is 53. And the devastation is worse than we saw. Than we thought, then we knew Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, guys. Good to be here. Good to be with you. Find everything, Tony Katz.com. And yes, the book, Let's Go Barbecue. That's right. I'm selling, Boo Bear. Let's Go Barbecue Recipes, Tips and Tales from the Pit. My latest book, it is on sale at Amazon.com. You should check it out. Let's Go BBQ, Let's Go Barbecue at Amazon.com. And given the updates and what's going on in Hawaii, I think that latest one was 53. 53 people dead in Hawaii these wildfires this is this is brutal and and I and you're seeing now the reports say at least because that's exactly where it is. you know and again, the sun is now rising. Uh, on on Maui, in this this town Lahaina, L A H A I N A, I believe I'm pronouncing it properly, and m- more destruction, more bodies are going to be found. It's it is awful. Although I did not know that the town of Lahaina uh, used to be the capital of the Hawaiian Kingdom. Remember, so there's a whole story uh, there uh, of Hawaii of Hawaii's uh, history, right before it became a state. Uh, I di- I did not know that was the capital. I had no idea. So you, you, what you learn is what you learn. Um, and and it's it's this when when we talk about Ukraine and assistance for Ukraine, assistance for Ukraine, we're not not here, forty billion dollars, and we're going to give economic assistance to Ukraine. No, no, I have reached my breaking point. I have been willing. I, oh, no, 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 no. I'm taking care of my brothers and sisters, my fellow Americans in Hawaii. That's what I'm doing. This is, this came upon them quick. There was no way to defend it. The destruction is massive. They're the people I'm supporting. I'm not mad at the people of Ukraine. I'm just saying I rank these things. I rank these things and I rank Americans first. I'm not even shy about it. I don't know why anybody is. This is not an anger with Ukraine. They should not be being invaded by Russia. I believe in prov- providing them with arms uh, to 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 fight this fight. Economic assist, like like what what does that even mean? I'm not worried about their economy. They should be worried about their survival. I'm worried about the U.S. economy. And then there's a whole conversation about I'm worried about the U.S. border, this, that, and the other. Certainly, I'm I'm more concerned uh, about Maui about Lahaina uh, than I am about Ukraine. Uh, someone's going to tell me I'm a bad person for it? <clears throat> Don't care. I'm telling you, I rank these things. And the situation is awful. As described by by people there, it was just tornadoes of fire going up in the air. Because when there are wildfires, when there, they create their... I'm going to say it wrong, but just go with me on the theory they create their own weather because of the oxygen they're taking in and the movement that they have they create their own weather so when you hear tornado a fire that's what we're talking about it's it is it is unbelievable and the the the, the destruction here is um is massive governor josh green saying it's the worst national Natural disaster in Hawaiian history will take years and billions of dollars to rebuild. Of this, I have no doubt. Um, as for where you donate your money, um, make sure you know that it's 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 qualified. Make sure you know that it's serious and not a scam. The scams are going to be everywhere uh, with this. I don't want to see people getting scammed. I don't want to see. I want to see people being helped, for sure, for sure. In the Indie Star. And man, it's always a thing when you gotta be a guy looking at the Indy Star. They've got a QA with Mayor Hogsett on his public safety record, twenty twenty protests, guns and abortion. Now, I've not seen the, the the whole thing yet. Um on whether he succeeded as public safety mayor. Question, in 2015, you ran to be the public safety mayor. Seven years on, do you think you've lived up to that promise? Yes, he answers. It's clear the pandemic changed things. It changed things for Indianapolis. It changed things for the rest of Indiana, the rest of the country, and frankly, the world as a whole. And then he talks about how the murder rate is down 16%, 21 to 22 he thinks he's changed things for the better in Indianapolis. Question. Many people have asked where you were during the 2020 racial justice protests. It's a line of questioning that comes up a lot, especially from Republican voters and politicos, implying that you weren't there. Why, uh, if this is how it's written, why you think this is something that people keep bringing up? He answers, look, I know that there have been questions that have come up, but I can assure you that on the entire weekend, and I can give you the hook, line, and sinker of press conferences that I held throughout the course of that weekend, trying to address the unfortunate circumstances that occurred in Indianapolis on Friday and Saturday that was fortunately resolved by Sunday. But I would point you to the report that a group of experts put together at the city's request, three people whose reputation in the area of public safety are, I think, prolific, Then he names uh, the people. Those three individuals put together a comprehensive review of what happened that weekend. Suffice it to say that people may not be aware of what I was doing. I think for many it's understandable to find what occurred in Indianapolis and across the country difficult to explain. That's exactly why I asked for an independent review of the city's actions uh, just weeks after the civil unrest. As a final matter, to be candid, I do think there are those who are taking advantage of these understandable questions for purely partisan gain, and that's what I find unfortunate. That's your answer? Where were you during the riots? Oh, you know, you know, it's it, really asking the question is just purely political. You asked him questions, Indy Star, and let him get away with that as an answer? I want the TikTok. Where were you? You can give us the hook, line, and sinker. Go ahead. Give us the where you were. What's the TikTok? Where were you? This is not an answer. Holy crap. If the Shreve campaign isn't running with this, creating ads about this, you want to talk about using somebody's own words against them. This is what leadership is in Indianapolis. Dear Lord, vote for Shreve. Because Hoosiers, you deserve a hell of a lot better than that. Wow. Hey, don't ask where I was. I put together a crack panel, and they said everything I did was super keen. Holy crap. I'm sorry, that is stunning. That is stunning and obscene and requires all the bourbon we can muster. As you read this, you remember that picture of Joe Hogsett eating, I think it's pizza and his uh, number one henchman, Thomas Carl Cook, giving the finger to the camera, flipping you off, uh, in Indianapolis? That's exactly what's happening here. That's the image you should have, except it's Joe flipping you off. This is Joe Hogsett telling you to suck it. You don't deserve answers, you don't deserve the truth, you don't deserve data. You've got a D after your name, and that's the preponderance of voters in Marion County. So why do I have to answer the questions about why I allowed the city to burn for two nights? Why it is that two people got murdered? No, 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 no. He is flipping you off. Business owners, you want to know why your city, why your businesses got destroyed, why your city got destroyed, why you got damaged, why you got no help? Joe Hogsett is flipping you off. Go suck it, bitches. You don't need no answers from me. I don't have to answer you. I put together a group of experts. Well, I'm sold. As long as you had a group of experts who discussed Ipso facto, what happened? I wanna discuss what happened. You know, it's it's Danny talking to C.J. Craig on West Wing. Who was in charge while President Jed Bartlett was under anesthesia? And she, Danny asked that question, and, and C.J. Craig, the press secretary, goes through a list of names. And, and he goes, no, no, you're telling me who could have been in charge. I want to know who was in charge. Who was in charge for those two nights? Because it wasn't Joe Hogsett. In Indianapolis's moment of need, Joe Hogsett was not there. And when asked about it, he thinks it's unfortunate that you ask where he was. I seriously don't know how uh, Jefferson Shreve, Republican candidate for, for mayor, maybe I, people don't know who that is, how he's not going to uh, incorporate this into an ad campaign. Like, I, I just don't know how. But I don't know how anyone in Marion County could hear this and be like, yeah, I'm voting for him again. And take it out of Marion County. Let's say your city had two nights of riots, there was millions of dollars worth of damage, banks were set on fire, and two people were murdered. The rational question would be, where was the mayor? And if you tell me that the mayor's answer is, look, I think that's a political question, but here, these panel of experts said I was great. You would say to yourself, that's crazy town that you think you can get away with that. I got to say it again. Joe Hogs that believes in Indianapolis, he can get away with it. But you in your town wouldn't want your mayor getting away with that. You'd be very opposed to your mayor getting away with that. And you would fight that. I'm, this reminds me very much of uh Mike Pence and the gas. The, the commercial he did, uh right? The spot he did where he's, pumping gas into his red pickup truck and talking about the price of energy and look at what's happened under under Joe Biden and you realize he he takes the 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 gas the hose right from the, from the pump he puts it into the truck but he didn't pick a, a a fuel type he didn't put in a credit card or anything like that and you can actually hear the machine beeping as he's talking because it's waiting for him to put in the information and people see fake they see it they're aware of it and that's the thing that was was most upsetting to a lot of people is that it's not the, to go ahead you can set up the situation like, oh yeah, like you're really driving the truck or whatever it is but you didn't pump the gas the way well, we all have to pump our own gas what? You don't pump your own gas. You forgot how to pump your own gas. Man, nothing will piss off an American quite like that. Don't claim to be one of us when you ain't. I get it. Barack Obama eats arugula. He Remember he got hit for that? The difference is, is that he absolutely was a guy who eats arugula. That man never had lettuce. He had arugula. Of course he did. Pence wants to do the homespun and folksy, which he definitely is a little bit, but he didn't pump the gas properly and he got his his butt handed to him. Bad, bad ad. Bad, bad production. And that he allowed it, well, that's on him 100%. But this is about calling out the fraud, calling out the fake. What is obviously not real. What is obviously an unacceptable answer, an unacceptable statement. Hogsett's statement is completely unacceptable. Where were you for two nights of riding? Asking the question is proof of a partisan. Hmm. Here are three people now uh, to say how great I was. Honestly, if this was a Family Guy episode, it would be. And now, Mr. Conway Twitty, like it would just, it would just. <laughs> Move on to the next thing. Dear Lord, how grossly political. And yes, it should uh, for, for, uh, for Jefferson Tree, a Republican candidate, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to get back in this race hard. For all of us, no matter where we live, this is how politicians treat us. I don't think we should be treated this way at all. I'm Tony Katz. <laughs> The Trump trial in January of 2024. No, that, that, that doesn't seem like it's trying to upset a, an election at all. Why, why'd you ask? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Special counsel Jack Smith proposing a January trial date for Trump in this uh, uh, these indictments regarding January 6th. Prosecutors uh, proposed January 2nd, 2024 to start the trial, and they expect it will take no longer than four to six weeks to present their evidence. Meanwhile, the Iowa caucuses are held on January 15th. January 15th. Four to six weeks to present the case. You want Trump to run for president while involved in a lawsuit, or it's not even a lawsuit, a case from the federal government against him while it's happening, and you don't think anybody's going to have a conversation about election interference, you're out of your head. You're out of your tree. Oh, I do I think Jack Smith is a lowlife? Yes. I think Jack Smith is a world-class lowlife. I think his history, I think where he has failed before, absolutely I do. A hundred percent I do. And that's what every Trump supporter is going to say. How can you make this happen? You are influencing an election. And that's where the other side says, well, that's why Trump's running for president. You know, it's just so he can't get charged. It's always going to be influencing that and influencing an election. There's never going to be a good time. That's why he's running. It's to avoid prosecution. I'm just telling you what everyone's going to say. I'm saying that this guy, Jack Smith, wants to prosecute, wants to have a trial for Trump as he's gearing up for the Iowa caucus. That's going to go over just great. No, seriously, we're not going to have to hear endless stories about this for the next six months. No, it's just going to be fine. And oh, oh, everything in the caucus is just going to go smoothly, too. Ah. Uh, Can we start drinking now? Find everything at TonyCats.com. I will catch you on Monday, everyone. Take care.